What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. Every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. to another edition, uh, to another day of the starting lineup live on the air here on the ESPN Radio Airwaves in the uh, 98.9 The Game and uh, Jack FM Studios. What's happening out there, everyone, here on uh, this uh, Wednesday? You know what that means. It's November 30th. It's the last day of November. That's right. Get ready for the end of the show. A joke. You already know what it is at the end of the month. But (laughs) December is almost upon us, but we got to get through uh, today here on this Wednesday, and uh, you know what that is. That's hump day. And coming up here on today's program, Travis Sparks just here today flying a solo. So we're on a solo mission here today, and i got a good show lined up for you as always. Coming up, got some look at some local sports from last night. Altamont picking up the homecoming win in the battle for Cromwell between Altamont and uh, Cumberland. We'll take a look at what happened in uh, that game. Also, uh, a big NTC uh, clash in Louisville, North K or North Carolina, North Clay, and a St. Anthony matching up. Who came out on uh, top? Well, we'll check in on that, and uh, we'll take a look at uh, the. Uh, local junior high basketball that is going on this evening in uh, some postseason plays, some sectional championships on the line in junior high girls basketball. Take a look at uh, that. Also, uh, the college football playoff rankings were released uh, last night, and we'll uh, check in on that, and I'll have stuff to uh, say about that. We talked a lot about it yesterday with Eric and I, uh, but uh, we'll uh, see you with the official playoff rankings uh, unveiled and get my thoughts on that. And also, we'll take a look at uh, some uh, college basketball basketball action that happened last night as well ACC a Big Ten a challenge wrapped up last night well the Illini's portion wrapped up last night and uh, the uh, last few games of the ACC a Big Ten a challenge 
coming up tonight and i'll take a look at uh, those games as well as the rest of college basketball and uh, i'll also try to hit on some other national sports as well nba nhl coming at you on the way as well and oh hey hey we're still alive in the world cup that's right uh, the usa all the way into the round of a uh, 16 uh, thanks to uh, christian police they're paying the ultimate price for his uh, country there and i'll have something to say about that a world cup victory yesterday for the uh, United States in the World Cup. So uh, stick around uh, for uh, that, of course, you know, extensive soccer coverage here on the starting lineup. Of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meats, Stigley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Earth Computer Repair, and at the top of State of Bank. And also, what I, whatever I don't get to here in the treasure, I'll get to in the uh, podcast. So you can download that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, and all those wonderful podcasting platforms there. So I have set the table good enough, and I'm ready to get this going, and we need to start it off with what we always do, and that's first things first, of course. Before we get into the show... First things first. And we're starting off in that ACC uh, Big Ten uh, challenge as uh, last night it was Illinois picking up uh, the win over uh, Syracuse. And Illinois really pulling away there in uh, the uh, second half. Uh, 44 points is all that uh, Syracuse uh, scored. They were the known for their defense. Well, Illinois' defense was on a full display last night, uh, as well as old Coleman Hawkins. Look at this guy. As uh, In the previous game against Lindenwood, he did a lot of other things besides score, and he got a big fat goose egg in the scoring column. And then in this game, he drops a triple-double on a Syracuse. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists in the game for Coleman Hawkins, and uh, he leads uh, the uh, Fighting Illini to the victory over uh, Syracuse and uh, Coach uh, Beheim. Can't retire uh, soon enough as You've already got some embarrassing losses on of the resume and uh, now getting blown out by 29 to Illinois. And uh, so much for uh, the Big Ten in the regular season uh, there, uh, Coach Beheim. But uh, Illinois gets the win last night, uh, 73 to uh, 44, going away there in uh, the uh, second half. The game started out excellent for the Illini. They came out, uh, what was it, 7 to 1, 9 to 1 at one point, or at least 9 to 3. Uh, there, Syracuse closed the gap uh, a little bit uh, there. And uh, But Illinois, you know. What a game. And uh, finally, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. hit a couple of threes uh, there in that uh, first half to get him going. He ended up leading the way in the points department with 17. But the big story of the night was uh, Coleman Hawkins uh, for him. And he said after the game, uh, they asked him if they could re- if he could remember his last triple-double. And he said, I've never had a triple-double. It was a great moment. I know my freshman year seeing Io get two, I was the fourth player. And it was the fifth one in program history. And that's a great moment, and that's huge. That was Coleman Hawkins after the end of the game. And like he was alluding to uh, there, he recorded his first career triple-double, and he becomes the fifth player in a program history to record a 
a triple, a double, and he also is Io DeSumo was the last one to uh, accomplish that feat on February 20th last year. He recorded a, a triple-double. Three of the five triple-doubles in program history have come during uh, the uh, Brad Underwood era. And speaking of Brad Underwood, Last night over Syracuse was his 100th career victory there at Illinois. So an amazing run for Coach Underwood. Turns into those 100 uh, career victories. And he joins, uh, highlighted by a couple of coaches. You may have heard from him at at the U of I with uh, 100-plus wins. Uh, He's got more than 100, but Lou Henson, uh, Bruce Weber, a couple of the uh, highlights uh, there. And I didn't realize this, but this was the first victory over Syracuse in program history in uh, Champaign. And uh, now the Illini are 11-13 all-time in the ACC uh, Big Ten uh, Challenge, and they've won three straight challenge games for the first time uh, since winning four in a row from 2009 to 2012, and they're 7-4 in the challenge games played in uh, Champaign. I know yesterday, uh, and I know Eric kind of likes the kid about the ACC uh, Big Ten Challenge, about it doesn't really mean much about other than just bragging rights and it uh, doesn't really uh, matter, and Illinois hasn't really played uh, teams. Well, that, that's not really accurate, as actually in the first couple of ACC Big Ten challenges, we've uh, matched up with Duke back in the day. Of course, those were a couple of those were at neutral site games. Uh, one of them was in uh, Chicago, and the other one was in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, there, eh, you had, had some stinker games against Georgia Tech, which we ended up losing when we kind of were on a downswing there in the Illini program. But that's all I'll say about that. We faced Clemson a couple times. I know they were ranked or they were close to being ranked. I think we won one, lost one uh, in that aspect. I think NC State thrown in there, we lost. Uh, Miami, uh, I remember a few years ago we lost because that one freshman just couldn't miss or whatever the case was. Uh, but then, you know, we've, we faced Duke. we faced North Carolina. we faced Notre Dame a ton as well. I know Notre Dame's kind of a football school, but uh, it's significant because uh, the ACC a Big Ten Challenge is uh, going away after uh, this year, as uh, Andy Katz reported on uh, Twitter. And, hey, Andy Katz was in the building last night at the State Farm Center to watch Illinois and uh, Syracuse. But uh, he uh, was the first one uh, that I saw to uh, break this as uh, ESPN announced it that the uh, Big Ten and ACC Challenge will end after 23 years. And it looks like that the uh, there's a new agreement with the SEC for a men's and a women's basketball challenge. There are 14 Men and women's games will debut next year, and each of the 28 games uh, it will be carried on the ESPN uh, platforms. And that kind of opens up the door, of course, uh, for uh, maybe possible Big Ten, a Big 12 challenge. Ooh, that's intriguing, right? Bill Self coming back to Champaign possibly in the future, but that is the, the uh, future. Of course, we'll worry about that in the uh, coming uh, years and uh, you know last night it wasn't all uh, sunshine and uh, roses last night of course uh, you know me being a big Illini homer I can't uh, not mention the big glaring aspect of 39 threes last night jacking them up there I know a couple of uh, games ago uh, they were facing one of those cupcake teams right before we headed out to Vegas and they were just jacking up threes left and right and they weren't falling and last night they weren't really falling against that zone too much either it was 11 of 39 from beyond the arc we're gonna have to shoot a whole lot better and not take as many uh, threes when they're not going down uh, coming up on a Friday this is a big two uh, game stretch for the Illini and it's the first real true road test of the season 
season coming up on a Friday as the, the Illini uh, go on the road and they'll be taking on number 22 of Maryland in Maryland. So, uh, you know, not only is it a true road test, but it's also uh, the first Big Ten game. Uh, so it's going to be a big one coming up on a Friday. And we'll see how these freshmen react as, uh, you know, the uh, Vegas was kind of neutral site and there was a ton of Illini fans out in uh, Vegas, which was nice to see. But uh, we'll, we'll see how these freshmen uh, react to a hostile uh, environment there. Maybe not the most hostile in, in the Big Ten, but... Uh, still a road game uh, nonetheless. And then, of course, uh, next Tuesday, the big uh, one against uh, which, you know, we, we knew coming into the season that Texas may be uh, ranked by the time that we faced them, but we didn't think that they were going to be this highly ranked. Number two in the whole country, Texas Longhorns. That's right. We got them in MSG, Jimmy V Classic next week. So that'll be a fun and it'll be a real another big test for the Illini. So how about that? We faced, you know, East UCLA. We faced Virginia and that out in Vegas, and then now we get uh, Texas out in MSG. So a uh, tough little non-conference uh, with the uh, Maryland game as well squeezed in there. And also uh, also you can't mention, cannot mention that 14 for 22 uh, from the uh, free throw line are going to need uh, a lot more from the Illini from the charity stripe if we're going to be uh, Maryland on a Friday. So we'll interested to see how uh, that one goes. But uh, the Illini in a defense forcing 17 of Syracuse turnovers while having a season low of seven turnovers for the uh, fighting Illini as uh, they go away and pull away. Kind of showing Syracuse's youth. I know I kind of bash Coach Bayheim here on the show, but this is a very young Syracuse team, not what he uh, has had in years past. But, you know, has Syracuse ever been good? And when they are good, they probably fail in the NCAA tournament. I didn't do a lot of research and uh, see when Syracuse made long runs deep in the tournament. Obviously, winning the national championship with uh, Carmelo Anthony, but I just remember Syracuse going on some Cinderella runs in the NCAA tournament with uh, a couple of white kids shooting threes, including Coach Beheim's son, Buddy Beheim, and uh, McNamara uh, back in the day as well. Johnny Flynn as well went on, had a little hot streak there, and then folded in the league. But uh, Illinois picks up the win uh, last night against uh, Syracuse, and uh, you heard it here on a 98-9 of the uh, game. And uh, I just told you about the game, but I could just have let uh, Brian Barn uh, take it away uh, as heard here on 98-9 the game. 2-1 Illinois, 16-56 for the half. Meyer, left wing to Shannon, inside, touch pass Coleman to Epps for three, and he buried it. The microwave, baby. Beat inside to Hawkins, now to Meyer, left corner, Epps, they jump out on him, now to Shannon, somebody's got to be open. Hawkins is, now they retreat, Hawkins down the lane, off balance, runner is good. Right wing, out top to Shannon, looking inside for Hawkins, can't get it to him. Now he gets it to him in the paint, turns, cut off, maybe hook, got it. Exactly. Coleman Hawkins with six. Syracuse 18, Illinois 17, 8-10 to go in the half, Rodgers left corner, out top, Shannon lets it fly and he buried it. Terrence Shannon with a three. He's made 17. Jumper up and no good. Rebound, Hawkins. Illinois up two with the ball on the break. 2018, Illinois. 7.40 for the half. Hawkins out top. Shannon, three more. Got another one. Terrence Shannon with two threes. Shannon, bounce pass left wing. Clark leaves it for Hawkins on the bounce. Pass down low baseline. Inside Rodgers. Back to Hawkins. Right side to Meyer. Right wing, three ball. Shannon got another one. Epps looking for the inbound. Hawkins with a catch. Back to Epps, 13. 
Down to 10. Clark to Epps in the left wing. Back to Sky. 9-8. Hawkins right baseline drive. Shovel to Meyer for the flush. With two, with one, and that's the half. Here's a pass inside. I guess in football it was McDoubles. Here's Melendez for three. That's a triple. And Melendez knocks it down from the deep left corner. His first points of the game. Now to Coleman Hawkins. Down low inside Rogers. Back to Cole Hawk for three. Got it. Coleman Hawkins. Count it. He's got 11 in the Illini with their biggest lead of 11. 41-30. Inbound. They get it inside to Benny Williams. Shot up and missed it. Rebound. Coleman Hawkins. He's got a triple-double. And I think he knows. He knew it. <laughs> and now we're going to get some subs and listen to the roar for Coleman Hawkins and the Illini. Nice to have the uh, students uh, back in attendance. As uh, Not going to lie, it did throw me off last night uh, looking, looking at that game of uh, both uh, Illinois and Syracuse being predominantly orange in uh, color and uh, it kind of threw me off and took me a second uh, tuning in to the game of uh, wait a minute now who is who as Illinois just wore their orange jerseys the uh, the other night there in Syracuse and <laughs> their road uh, orange there but uh, yeah the, the crowd exploded there when uh, Coleman uh, got that uh, last rebound and that uh, triple double and then immediately uh, got taken out with the game well in hand there so uh, congratulations to uh, Coleman Hawkins fifth player or fifth time in a program history only the fourth player because Io did it twice uh, there uh, so a big congratulations to him and I can't wait for Friday as we'll see how Illinois stacks up and of course you can hear as well as you heard last night's game and those highlights right here on 98.9 the game and Go figure, another late night uh, start, but maybe good for me. I can see uh, the uh, second half after that uh, high school basketball game. And, oh, hey, uh, oh, I thought I that the Texas game was 8 o'clock too. No, it's at 6 o'clock. It's the first game. It's not the real main event, but it's the main event uh, for us. But uh, another 8 o'clock game uh, coming up uh, here against uh, Maryland. Uh, and uh, that game is, uh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, it is Friday. I thought I heard uh, someone last night say Saturday, and I was like, oh, is it Saturday? No, it, it is Friday. Uh, so uh, I'll continue on and uh, step away, and uh, let's talk some uh, local sports uh, coming up next. Altamont and a Cumberland game last night. Also a big win for North Clay last night as well, and we'll talk about that and so much more coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. It's finally deer season, and McMahon Meats is your deer processing headquarters. Shotgun or bow, however you go, we can help you get your meat on the table. At McMahon Meats, we keep all the meat separate, so the deer meat you bring in is the deer meat you get back. We can customize your orders with several flavors of deer, sausage, Slim Jims, and jerky. Good luck to all the hunters this deer season. Call McMahon Meats at 217-813-6054 for all your processing needs. 
Find us on Facebook or www.mcmahonmeats.com. Located on Route 40 between Effingham and Teutopolis. McMahon Meats for quality and convenience meat tradition. Greet the season with savings as the countdown to Christmas begins at Rule King. Take 20% off our entire inventory of toys for the kids and save another 30% on all hoodies, sweatshirts, and sweatpants for the whole family. Plus, save up to $90 on DeWalt cordless drill sets. Your choice for just $149.99. Save on these Christmas countdown sale items and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. Where the mountains are capped with cooler ice and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. Smart. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a dead. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. We're gonna win. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. And now. But mm-hmm. I just noticed what an impeccable watch you are wearing, Travis. Hmm, thank That's you. That's your I fancy watch. I got it as a gift. I only get it out on special occasions. The starting lineup. That's that's the fancy watch. Yes, sure. <laughs> that's an extravaganza watch. Uh, that is. Exactly. That is a playoff extravaganza watch. So on ninety-eight nine the game. Back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks here hanging out with you on a solo mission. Eric will be hopefully back tomorrow. And last night we had the Battle of Cromwell. And it was kind of uh, took the steam out of it a little bit without Eric. Uh, not there, but it was Altamata picking up win number one on the season, and it was the first home game uh, for the Indians as well as uh, they won on homecoming 52 uh, to 43 over the uh, Cumberland uh, Pirates. Even though uh, uh, Altamont ended up winning the game, uh, Cumberland actually started off this game uh, fairly well as uh, they ended up coming out, and I think they had an 8-2 lead at one point, but then uh, some turnovers started to uh, mount for the uh, Pirates, and uh, then uh, eventually uh, back and forth, Altamont came back a little bit there. Uh, Dylan Elam was uh, good uh, last night, and uh, he kind of came up big, and also uh, a uh, McManaway three uh, pulled the Indians 
in front and by quarters in, you know, even though it was a great start for Cumberland, Altamont ended up having the lead after a one quarter of play, uh, 12 to 10. Uh, the Pirates continue would continue to be a problem for the Pirates, and that's kind of what has been troubling them uh, this season. They've been in every single game uh, that they that their losses, but uh, the turnovers were just uh, plenty last night. 20 plus turnovers for uh, Cumberland, and uh, you know they could only come within about. I think they cut it down to four points at one point. It was like 34 to uh, 30 at one point. But then it just seemed like every time Cumberland went on a little bit of a run, the turnovers come, would come back to bite them or Altamont would come with a counter punch of their own. At one point there in that third quarter, Gavin Hendricks had a big and one. And then that cut the deficit to six. And then the very next possession, I think it was Yarhouse who made another three. And he had four in the game. It did Avery. He led the way for the Indian. He had 14 uh, points, uh, but after that, Hendricks cut, cut the deficit back to six. Uh, Yarhouse with a three, and, and the lead went back to to nine, and, and it was kind of like that. They they got it down to those four points, and then uh, Altima would make a three or make a big and one. I think Wyatt Phillips had a big and one to push the deficit uh, to 10 points at one point. So every time it seemed like Cumberland was getting back in the game. Uh, Altima did just enough to keep him out of reach and whatnot. But I thought Cumberland played an outstanding uh, game last night. Hats off uh, to uh, them as, uh, you know, if it wasn't for – and also they also had a, a little bit of a drought to uh, start the fourth quarter. It was about a five- or six-minute uh, scoring drought uh, for them. And uh, it was a lead 46-30 it was. And uh, Cumberland ended up battling back and ended up uh, getting it close to uh, nine points. Uh, there, so uh, Coach Radel was very pleased with the uh, outcome of, uh, well, not the outcome of the game, but pleased with the effort that uh, Cumberland was able to uh, put together. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, they're one and three right now, but these are definitely uh, some of the type of games that that you know you're you lose, but you're going to look at towards the end of the season, and you're going to realize that these games uh, make you better uh, for it, and the, the tough little schedule uh, that they have with uh, the uh, Turkey Tournament and uh, the uh, uh, facing Altamont, and then the next game is against Casey. They'll take a week off, and uh, they'll come back on Tuesday to travel to take on the Warriors, and uh, they might fall to one and four, but you know by the end of the season they'll be uh, hardened up and uh, toughened up a little bit, and uh, they'll only benefit from this tough start. Uh, as for Altamont, you know, it was uh, Coach Nimri was uh, talking about at the uh, end of the game uh, in the post game about it not being a pretty win, but uh, they'll take it at this point of the season. And uh, obviously, Altamont had some turnovers as well, uh, but they uh, shot the ball uh, well. Elam had a great game. I said Yarhouse led the way, but Elam had 12 points. I don't think uh, many people outside of Altamont had him penciled in uh, as one of the leading scorers, but uh, Coach Nimri talked about at the beginning of the season you don't know who's going to be the leading scorer from night in and night out uh, Coleman he had a frustrating night in the post but he ended up with eight points uh, there Cornette hit a three in the fourth quarter to for his five uh, Phillips had an and one for three McManaway had that first quarter 
uh, three for his three points. And then uh, Robinson had a nice outlet pass to a hammer for his only uh, two points in uh, the game. Uh, Coleman was battling a down low with uh, Hendricks, and I thought Hendricks did a really great job of uh, you know picking up two early fouls, but then not picking up his uh, third foul until the second half. And uh, you know he didn't end up fouling out until in the fourth quarter. So uh, Hendricks did a nice job of playing with some uh, foul trouble. McElravey also picked up a couple early fouls, and uh, they battled. He battled through that and didn't pick up uh, another one, maybe even for the rest of the game. Um, there was a weird delay at the start of the third quarter with uh, blood on the jersey of just multiple players. I've never seen uh, so many players have to go inside uh, the locker room and uh, switch jerseys and uh, switch numbers. Kind of a broadcasting uh, nightmare with all the kids, especially if it's one or two and if they wear the same number. But Robinson had to go in and switch his uh, jersey. But, you know, luckily uh, some of those uh, announcer tells that you see uh, Robinson wears the, the leg sleeves, McElravey. Uh, end up switching numbers, but he has a leg sleeve uh, as well. They kind of uh, luckily recognized uh, them, but uh, yeah, it was just a weird start to the the second half, and then uh, Cumberland going ice cold uh, there in the fourth quarter kind of doomed them, but uh, all that matters is Altamont, a pickup to win uh, for uh, them. They're 1-1 one one on the season now, and they're going to be back in action uh, traveling into Vandalia for a little bit of a rivalry game uh, there. And you can kind of throw the records out the window when you go to uh, Vandalia. Seen uh, during my time in the coverage of Altamont, you know, they've uh, had some good teams uh, going to Vandalia and uh, taking uh, losses because uh, Vandals play uh, Altamont just a little bit differently for some reason in uh, their gymnasium. And we'll see them in action on a Friday. And also, it was an exciting night last night as well as uh, we were on a both. Jack FM and a WCRA simulcast uh, over there with uh, both teams in action. Uh, so I think it was a, a smashing uh, success over there, if I uh, do say so myself. But uh, Cumberland takes the week off. Back in action against KZ next Tuesday, uh, and uh, we'll see how uh, they match up. And, of course, KZ won the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament. And uh, KZ got a big matchup coming up later on uh, this week with a team that we'll talk about here in uh, just a uh, second. And, uh, well, just a second, let's talk about them right now. Let's take a look at some other action that happened uh, locally here as it was uh, North Clay picking up a huge program win uh, for them as they defeated St. Anthony 54 to uh, 49. This game was uh, very close uh, throughout and it was a great fourth quarter by North Clay that they put together to kind of uh, get the win there. I saw Fleener throw down a dunk there. They got the crowd uh, really excited and it seemed like uh, the, the crowd was really rocking there in Louisville uh, last night and it's been quite a while since North Clay has taken down uh, St. Anthony uh, there as uh, you had Levi Smith and Logan Fleener both have a 13 points apiece in the game. A big game by Brock Fearday. Uh, he had 24 for the Bulldogs, but uh, I think it was Willenberg was the only other guy that was close to double figures uh, with a nine. So a uh, big win for the uh, Cardinals. They're now 3-1 and one on the season and a big win over St. Anthony in the NTC as well. And uh, St. Anthony, uh, they fall to a 2-3 and three on the season. And also, I noticed that in the, the box score here with the uh, with the scores that sent to us in the JV game, St. Anthony won that 83 to six. Wow, 
that is quite uh, the. Uh, it took me back when I saw that score, uh, but uh, North Clay gets it done in the um, in the varsity contest and a big win over the uh, Bulldogs. So congratulations to uh, Coach Zeke and uh, the uh, Cardinals putting themselves on the map. And hey, you know maybe getting a little respect uh, beating St. Anthony. You raise some eyebrows when you take down. Uh, the uh, Bulldogs and uh, North Clay, uh, they have a tough game uh, coming up uh, later on on a Friday, I believe. Uh, but I know that North Clay's next game is against uh, Casey. So uh, that one should be really fun as those two teams uh, just matched up in the championship game of the Turkey tournament and uh, North Clay ended up losing by just one point. So uh, that'll be a awesome rematch to uh, take a look at. And I'll be uh, very keeping an eye on that one uh, there. Other NTC action uh, from uh, last night, it was a South Central over Ramsey, 67-58. to uh, This game was actually tied at 16 after one, but then uh, South Central ended up leading uh, by one point at the half, 31-30. to uh, They increased that lead to three, 46-43 after three quarters, but then uh, South Central outscored them 21-15 in the final quarter to kind of pull away there. Aiden Dotson, big game for him, 31 big points for uh, the uh, Cougars there. And uh, Finley on the other side uh, for Ramsey had a great game as well. He had 22 in the game in his own right. It was Nioga over Count Herrick Beecher City, 61 to 42. And it was Brady Reynolds, 25 points. Quentin Richards added 19 for uh, the Indians. And uh, they jumped out to a 19 4 lead. And they never looked back after that, even though it was CHBC kind of kept it with them after that. It was just kind of that first quarter that, that sunk. Uh, them there. Uh, Clayton Wojcik uh, led the way for them. He had 11 in uh, the game. It was Dietrich over uh, Sisney by the final of uh, 56 to uh, 41 uh, or 56 44. In the third quarter, really is kind of what the difference was for the Maroons to kind of distance themselves there. Gephardt led the way for the Maroons with 17 for Dietrich to uh, get the win. When's this two straws, man? They're kind of in, uh, I don't want to say uh, turmoil, but they kind of got thrown for a loop there with uh, Coach Lockhart uh, suddenly taking that uh, job at EIU, and they had to have an emergency uh, board meeting to announce a, a new coach. Uh, Shane Smith was announced as the uh, new head coach, and uh, Mitch Martin as well was named the new assistant. So uh, when's this two straws has been kind of going through a unique situation, and uh, after all this, you know, uh, they're like 3-1, and 4-1 and one on the season. Um, and they picked up the win over Sullivan last night, 52-42. Austin Wittenberg had a big game, 24 points to lead the way for the Hatchets. It was a close game after one quarter, 7-6, and then Windsor kind of stretched that out, 22-15 at the half. Uh, and then uh, Sullivan closed the gap, but then a 21-13 final quarter ended up getting Windsor the win. Uh, we also had uh, Newton over, I didn't see them on my list here, but I did have them written down. Uh, Newton got the win over Salem, 65-2-49. Wildcats actually had the lead after one quarter, but a very strong, to say the least, second and a third quarter for the uh, Newton Eagles as uh, pull up the box score here. 27-14, and they outscored Salem, and then 24 points in the third quarter as well. So humongous quarters there for uh, Newton as it was a Parker Wolf leading the way, 24 big points for the Eagles. Dylan Gear was 16, and Caden Nichols with a 13. Eagles now only loss blemish on their resume is that loss to uh, um, North or to uh, Casey in the um, 
turkey tournament there in uh, Cumberland. Also, some other scorers, it was uh, Leroy over Argenta, 46-39. Decatur LSA over Macon Meridian, 62-54. Tuscola over Villa Grove, 31-18. South Fork over Arcola, 53-36. And it was Pena over Central A&M, 63-30. We also had some girls basketball games last night in high school. As in the Apollo Conference, it was FEM picking up the win over Taylorville, 54-45. It was Mount Zion over Charleston, 59 to 24. And a couple of teams in the NTC had a couple of non conference clashes as Dietrich won over Oblong Powhut, 52 to 19. And it was Pena over Count Eric Beecher City by the final of 65 to 53 in high school sports last night. Junior high girls basketball at the eighth grade level, class 1A of Martinsville Regional. It was Oakland Lakecrest over. Huma Shiloh, 35-25 is Martinsville over North Clay, 35-31. Decatur Lutheran Regional is Sigel St. Michael over Oka Valley, 37-20. And it was Pena Sacred Heart over Decatur Lutheran, 47-27. To a level South Fork Regional, it was Paris Crestwood over uh, Bismarck Kinney, 47-16. And it was Armstrong Ellis over Salt Fork, 22-16. It was in the uh, KZ Regional. It was Albion and Edwards County over South Central, 31-19. And it was Dietrich over KZ, 29-9. Class 3A Paris Mayo Regional. is Paris Mayo over Tuscola East Prairie, 36-15. Arthur over Westville, 22-20. Robinson Nuttall Regional. It was number one seed at uh, Topolis over Marshall, 39-18. Robinson Nuttall over Newton, 32-17. Uh, and at the 4A level, Taylorville Regional is the uh, Taylorville over Charleston, 51-19, and it was Mount Zion over Effingham, 42-38 for junior high girls basketball. Eighth grade regionals taking place. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, basketball that's going on uh, this evening for this Wednesday. We got a junior high girls basketball, seventh grade this time around, and it's the sectional championships in uh, Class 1A Decatur Lutheran. It's the two seed of Sigel St. Michael going up against North Clay. Class 2A of the St. Anthony sectional championship, it's Altamont against Albion Edwards County. In the Champaign uh, St. Thomas or St. Matthew sectional championship, it's Paris Crestwood against Gibson City. Class 3A Paris Mayo sectional championship, it's Paris Mayo against uh, Newton Jasper County. And in the Class 4A Muhammad Seymour sectional championship, it's Mount Zion against Muhammad Seymour there in that one for seventh grade sectional championships. We'll see who goes to a state. And we'll take a look at those scores uh, tomorrow. And, of course, we'll have those scores posted on our website, femrated.com. Just click on our local sports tab over there and uh, all for the uh, full results over there. And uh, coming up here on the starting lineup, I'm going to be uh, switching things up to the uh, collegiate level. And I'll be talking some uh, college football as the new college football rankings came out last night. And we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. 
Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank and Topless Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Greet the season with savings as the countdown to Christmas begins at Rule King. Take 20% off our entire inventory of toys for the kids and save another 30% on all hoodies, sweatshirts, and sweatpants for the whole family. Plus, save up to $90 on DeWalt cordless drill sets. Your choice for just $149.99. Save on these Christmas countdown sale items and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Michigan's overrated, but. Traff's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks with the War Sports Center update. The Bulls will try to stay hot when they visit the Phoenix Suns at Foot Put Center tonight. The Bulls have won three of their last four games, including 114 107 road win over the Jazz on a Monday. Chicago is currently in 12th place in the Eastern Conference at 9 and 11. Tonight's contest gets underway at 8 p.m. In other news, the Bulls announced yesterday that head coach Billy Donovan signed a contract extension with Chicago before the start of the season. The Chicago Blackhawks look to snap their seven game losing streak when they host the Oilers tonight at United Center. The Blackhawks were crushed by Winnipeg 7-2 on a Sunday night. Chicago is in last place in the Central Division with 16 points, a 6-11-4 record. The Bears are losing two of their best players for a significant amount of time. The team placed safety Eddie Jackson, wide receiver Darnell Mooney on IR yesterday. Mooney is expected to miss the rest of the season with an ankle injury suffered last Sunday. Jackson will miss at least four games in Chicago's final five after hurting his foot. Adam Wainwright will begin his final season of baseball as a pitcher on Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. The MLB announced yesterday that Wainwright will join Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenado and first baseman Paul Goldschmidt on the squad. The 41-year-old went 11-12 with a 3.71 ERA and 32 starts with St. Louis. And the U.S. men's soccer team advances in the World Cup with a win over Iran. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup, 98.9 The uh, Game. Travis Sparks here with the uh, Sports Center hits uh, today because Eric Fry is not over there to my right like he usually is, but hopefully he'll be back and uh, feeling better uh, tomorrow. So I'll get to the rest of uh, Sports Center in the uh, pod and I'll get more about the uh, World Cup as well in the, the uh, podcast, as well, of course, you know, extensive, extensive soccer coverage coming up for you as well and uh, last night the uh, college football rankings were released and uh, no real surprises here from uh, the way that the results uh, shaked out and kind of the same way the AP uh, uh, shook out and probably rightfully so as uh, Georgia remains at a number one uh, Michigan uh, moved up to a number uh, two and uh, TCU uh, they also moved up a spot to a three and then USC for the first time ever and uh, Lincoln Riley they uh, slide to a number four they're in a great position to uh, get to uh, the uh, playoff if they can win the uh, Pac-12 championship 
championship, according to uh, myself. Ohio State, uh, they are right there uh, waiting for some uh, chaos, uh, possibly if TCU uh, slips up. If USC uh, slips up, Ohio State uh, should uh, slide uh, right in there. And then uh, just like we said yesterday, after all this, the evil empire Alabama they sit at a number six, and they could uh, slide in there if uh, some extreme chaos happens. But uh, I don't know. There would have to be some uh, real extreme uh, chaos there because I think possibly, uh, you know, it's not a realm of possibility if uh, TCU loses that uh, they could still make it there at the number three spot. Uh, what I like here about the college football rankings uh, this season is that they uh, have set it up with uh, little debate, I think, in my eyes. So yes, uh, Eric said yesterday that he thinks that even if USC wins, that they could possibly uh, get out. But I just don't see how, uh, how this is set up. If USC wins, take care of the business. Maybe if it's a close game, but if they take care of business on Friday in the Pac-12 championship against Utah, there's no way fathomable way that you could put a Ohio State who doesn't have a game this week can leapfrog USC uh, at number four. There's just no possible way with that. So in that aspect, I like what the college football uh, selection committee uh, did on this as this is the four teams. And yes, it's going to be a less drama next week if they all take care of business because it's just... Um, you know, basically uh, these four teams, that's it. And uh, the drama is taken out of it. But I like this, that these four teams are set up. Now, Georgia, I think everyone consensus agrees, no matter what they do in the SEC championship against LSU, they're going to be in no matter what. But uh, right now, Georgia, they, they win or lose. They're in Michigan. They are also possibly in uh, the same spot as uh, Georgia as a win or a loss. Uh, they would uh, be in, I think. But TCU, they win. They're in the Pac-12 champion or the Big 12 champions. And USC, in my eyes, if they win, they're in. So uh, they are all controlling their own destiny. They're in the uh, top four, and I really uh, like that. They're in maybe for television purposes and uh, the ESPN selection show, probably uh, not that exciting, but I actually like all these teams having their own destiny uh, in their hands. Uh, some other uh, big movers in the, the uh, playoffs, well, it's kind of almost similar to uh, the AP poll. The only difference is that Clemson at number 10 uh, in the AP, well, they're at number 9. Uh, they're, they're also waiting for some chaos, but I just think that uh, no matter what, if all four teams take losses, uh, I still don't think there's any way that Clemson could get in there, especially with that loss to uh, South Carolina. Uh, they actually dropped uh, to a number nine in the, in the uh, football rankings. Uh, Kansas State's there at a number 10, and they're actually number 13 in the AP polls. Uh, Utah, they're 11 instead of 12. Uh, Washington actually is further down on the playoff rankings than the AP. In the AP, Washington's number nine, and in the football rankings, that, or the playoff rankings, they're number 12. So uh, that's a little bit of a discrepancy uh, there. And in the AP, LSU is still at number 11, but in the football rankings, uh, LSU is number 14. Uh, there, uh, South Carolina made a big jump, of course. Notre Dame, uh, they free fall. LSU uh, free fall as well. A big jump because uh, South Carolina wasn't ranked in either poll. But back-to-back -back wins will get you there. And uh, that's exactly 
what they did there. And also NC State uh, slides into the football rankings as well after being not ranked at all. Old Miss, Cincinnati, Louisville, they say goodbye, and we possibly could see uh, Cincinnati say goodbye to their uh, national relevancy if they had any uh, with uh, their coach now going to be uh, coaching in the Big Ten there at uh, Wisconsin uh, there. So, that's it. The stage is set for a championship weekend and also a fun little game on ESPN is the uh, playoff predictor uh, there. So if you want to go and if you're bored today, you can play around on that, see if any scenarios and any sort of chaos uh, happens and see what the uh, ESPN number crunchers will uh, spit out there with the playoff uh, projector. I've already had a little bit of fun uh, this morning. I'll play around uh, with that. Uh, Utah and USC uh, coming up on a Friday for the Pac-12 championship there in Vegas. It's number 11 versus USC. They win they're in, according to Travis. Number three at TCU against Kansas State at 11 a.m. on a Saturday in uh, Jerry World. They're in AT&T Stadium. Georgia against LSU SEC Championship, of course, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, we also have a Purdue, of course, against number two, a Michigan Big Ten Championship. Lucas Oil there in Indy at 7 o'clock. And also on uh, 7 o'clock on ABC is the ACC uh, Championship game. New sponsor for the ACC Championship game this year, Subway. How about that? Uh, Bank of America Stadium there in uh, Charlotte, home of the uh, Panthers. It's number nine, Clemson. Against number 23 in North Carolina. And when I was playing around with the uh, playoff predictor, even if uh, all these teams go down, there's uh, really a no chance for Clemson uh, to uh, make it. There's a less than 1% uh, chance that uh, Clemson could uh, make this. And uh, currently right now, 99%. Uh, but I'll have to run through the numbers uh, again. But uh, USC, 20% right now, chance of making the uh, playoffs. So, uh, I'll have to run through some more uh, playoff uh, pre predictor scenarios uh, there. But um, top four revealed last night, and it was basically the same as the AP polls last night. All right, uh, let's uh, keep on this uh, college trend as I'll close out the uh, starting lineup, talking a little college basketball, and we'll take a look at how the rest of the Big Ten teams fared in the ACC uh, Big Ten Challenge last night and get you set for the uh, final night of the ACC uh, Big Ten Challenge. Coming up next here to close out the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's finally deer season and McMahon Meats is your deer processing headquarters. Shotgun or bow, however you go, we can help you get your meat on the table. At McMahon Meats, we keep all the meat separate so the deer meat you bring in is the deer meat you get back. We can customize your orders with several flavors of deer, sausage, Slim Jims, and jerky. Good luck to all the hunters this deer season. Call McMahon Meats at 217-813-6054 for all your processing needs. Find us on Facebook or www.mcmahonmeats.com. Located on Route 40 between Effingham and Teutopolis, McMahon Meats where quality and convenience meet tradition. 
And now. And finally, the final team, the Chicago Bears. What do they do at quarterback? The starting lineup. Joe Flacco, right? Mike Glennon, Colt McCoy, uh, Geno Smith, Brian Hoyer, A.J. McCarron. That's the landing spot for Tyrod. What about Andy Dalton? On 98-9, the game. The only way the Bears get a quarterback improvement is by drafting one. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. We're on a 98.9 the game. I'm only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit longer. Coming up in the podcast, you want to stick around for the podcast because I was already not happy with the Big Ten yesterday releasing the defensive awards and the coach of the year awards. Well, it gets even worse with the first team all Big Ten. That is an absolute joke. I was just made aware of that during the break. Jeez Louise. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, close it out here talking about college basketball, what I said we were going to end up talking about. That's uh, just, uh, just a big bummer that I saw that. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge from uh, last night. It was, uh, well, how did the rest of the Big Ten uh, fare? Well, it was Iowa doing their job, 81-65 over Georgia Tech. There, man, Chris Murray. 31 points, 20 rebounds. My goodness. As uh, Iowa, 6-1 on the season. And also a team that Illini will uh, face on a Friday. Number 22 of Maryland gets it done over Louisville. Louisville, oh, and a 7. Ouch. 79-54 was the final there. The Terrapins picking up uh, the win. And, well, that was the only other uh, two wins besides uh, the Illini. So a Big Ten going a big 3-5 and five last night in uh, the uh, challenge. And, uh, well, that's what they are overall. As, uh, we've already uh, behind the eight ball and 0-2 uh, with uh, Minnesota Northwestern going down the other day. It was Wake Forest picking up the win over uh, Wisconsin by 3, 78 to uh, 75. Uh, hey, Jackie Hubbard in there, buzzer beater uh, from half court, 23 points for him, but I uh, can't beat Wake Forest, who was 7 and 1 on the season. This one was a wild one as uh, Penn State, they let one get away there in the second half, and it went to a double overtime, and Clemson got him 101 to a 94. Big a point output there by Clemson, 42 points, second half to force OT, and then uh, double overtime as well. So uh, Clemson picking over up 100 points. And uh, it was also highlighted last night uh, by number three of Virginia holding on to uh, beat uh, Michigan as uh, Jed Howard missed the potential game winner there, or uh, the defense stopped them from uh, getting uh, off the, the shot, I guess you'd uh, say, uh, there, but uh, Virginia picking up the win by two over Michigan, uh, 70 to uh, 68. So uh, where we stand right now, Big Ten is uh, trailing three to five in uh, the last ACC uh, Big Ten uh, challenge, and uh, games coming up tonight in the challenge. Number five, Purdue, they uh, travel to Florida State to take it on the Seminoles. One and seven is a uh, Florida State Boilers, 15 point favorites. In uh, this one, 
Uh, should be uh, an easy go for Purdue, you would think. Uh, number 25, Ohio State. They're traveling to Cameron Indoor to take on the Dukies. Number 17 in the country. Duke favored by 5.5. It's uh, number 20, Michigan State against Notre Dame in South Bend. Michigan State, 2.5 point favorites there. And uh, we also have other non-top 25 actions, Rutgers against uh, Miami uh, there in uh, Florida. And it's Boston College visiting Nebraska. And uh, Nebraska actually favored uh, by uh, six points in uh, that one. And it's also highlighted with uh, the uh, game of the night there in the challenge. It was uh, potentially one of the uh, top five matchup when we released the schedule at the very beginning of the year. But now uh, Indiana. Just there in the top 10 at number 10, they're hosting uh, North Carolina, who uh, free-falled to uh, number 18. And I saw that was the largest free-fall from uh, no a number one team in the polls. They went from number one to number 18 with their two losses the other day. Uh, so uh, Indiana hosting in North Carolina, so uh, that should be fun uh, tonight. Uh, other top 25 action uh, that's not in the uh, challenge. It's uh, Tennessee hosting McNeese. Favored by 35 points. Go, You can go figure who's favored by 35. Uh, Iowa State, uh, they're hosting uh, North Dakota. And uh, that's it for uh, top 25 action in uh, college uh, basketball tonight. What happened in uh, top 25 action uh, last night here as I only had the uh, Big Ten schedule uh, pulled up apparently from last night. I know uh, Houston, they got a uh, just demol excuse me, demol demolished Norfolk Stake 100 to uh, 52. Uh, Marquette pulling off the upset over a Baylor in the coveted Big East, a Big 12 battle, 96 to uh, 70. Uh, we also had a Kentucky a blowout of Belmine, a 62-41. And it was San Diego State pulling out the win over UC Irvine, a 72-69 there in college basketball. So, again, stay tuned in the podcast coming up. I'll have more to say about the World Cup and the Christian Polisic goal there to send the USA to the round of 16 I'll talk some other national sports as well. And also, you'll get my opinion on the farce. That is the Big Ten Selection Committee who decides their first team, second team, and all that. Uh, and uh, that's just, gosh, that just bugs me so much uh, here. And I'll talk about it if you don't know what I'm talking about uh, here coming up. I'll definitely uh, save it for uh, the uh, pod. So uh, catch me uh, there. And uh, coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Bart and Han. So enjoy that. And uh, hopefully Eric will be back uh, tomorrow in the studio uh, with me uh, for the uh, program. So uh, we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow. And if I don't talk to you in the uh, pod, well, I and we will talk to you uh, next month, my friends. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the podcast. Welcome into overtime of the starting lineup here on... 
the podcast feed. We were on 98.9, the uh, game. Travis Sparks is still hanging out with you, flying solo here. Coming up, I'll get to some uh, national sports and uh, the uh, world of a sport of a soccer USA advancing in the uh, World Cup. And uh, normally I would uh, start off here with the uh, sports scenario that I left off here, but I'm not going to bury the lead anymore because I'm upset and I'm turning on the microphones and I'm just going through it here. As I alluded to there at the very end of the show, kind of back half of the uh, show. Uh, the Big Ten released the, their first team, second team for the defense yesterday. Of course, Illinois are well represented. Uh, their defensive backs, uh, Witherspoon uh, getting some uh, love. Sidney Brown as well getting some love. Um, and, uh, of course, the defensive coordinator, Mr. Walter, is getting some national uh, love being a finalist for assistant coach of the year and uh the coach of the year was handed out to uh coach harbaugh okay yeah that that was fine you give it to the the best uh the best coach on the best team uh, i guess uh but uh, today the rankings for uh the first team second team all big 10 on offense and uh when i saw this like this is just a complete and utter joke I know here on on the show, I'm kind of woe is me. I'm a big Illinois uh, homer. Oh, Illinois doesn't get any national respect. Uh, oh, the Car- St. Louis Cardinals don't get any uh, national respect at all. But uh, coaches and the media of the uh, Big Ten Conference, you should be ashamed of your damn selves. As uh, the first team offense was uh, announced today, as I'm standing up here in the studio, uh, actually, as uh, the uh, C.J. Stroud quarterback for Ohio State, Okay, you can throw him in there in the Heisman Trophy uh, race as well. That's all right. Uh, you have the off- three players from the offensive line uh, for Michigan, Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State making it. Shout out to Sam Laporta for Iowa. Hey, I remember Effingham playing against him against uh, Highland uh, in the playoffs uh, when he was in high school. So uh, that's very cool that he was the, the first team. But first team. All the Big Ten running backs, Muhammad Ibrahim for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, unanimous coaches and media, and the other running back is Blake Corum for Michigan. Are you kidding me? First team of Big Ten? What does Chase Brown have to do, folks? This list, first team, all Big Ten, at least the running backs, is a complete farce. It's a complete joke. And quite frankly, engineers over there in the studio, which I'm saying that when in reality it's just me, get the bleep button ready because I'm sorry. First team, all Big Ten, without Chase Brown, without the leading rusher in the entire country, that, that's That. Not the way this is uh, supposed to be. I, like I said, I, I know that I'm always the, the beating of the drum of the Illini. I've got it, getting no uh, national respect. But Chase Brown is the uh, leader in rushing in the entire country, not just the Big Ten. Um, you know, in nine Big Ten games, he had 1,200 yards, uh, rushing yards, 215 receiving yards. That's 14 over 1,400 total yards. Ibrahim uh, in eight, eight games. Only 1,100 yards, 37 uh, catches, and um, only uh, 1,167 total yards. So, like, are you kidding me? Okay, you want to put Corum on the list. That's fine. But you don't have Chase Brown in that second running back slot? 
Like, come on. How? What does this guy uh, have to do? And uh, some uh, other stats uh, from uh, Twitter. Uh, Chase Brown becomes the first running back in Big Ten history to rush for 1,600 yards and uh, not only lead the Big Ten in rushing and uh, not be a first-team All-Big Ten. There were 28 other instances of each running back was a first-team uh, selection. And uh, that makes total sense, right? that uh, Chase Brown is left off this uh, first team uh, list, and it's currently uh, trending on my uh, Twitter uh, here. And uh, Illini, just, Illini Nation on Twitter is just kind of losing their minds uh, here with uh, Chase Brown being uh, left off the uh, first team, all-team list of the Big Ten. And, you know, th- that's it. That's it for me. Uh, no longer am I having any sort of credibility with the coaches and the media for uh, the uh, – yes, Chase Brown did make the uh, second team, so it's not like he uh, missed out at all. But, you know, the nation's leading rusher can't even get on the first team all Big Ten list, no matter who it is. And, you know, if this was a shoe on the other, other, uh, other, other foot, Michigan, easily on there. Ohio State, easily on there. I mean, hell, even if uh, Iowa had a leading rusher in the whole entire country, they would be on the first team list. So uh, this is a complete joke, complete uh, farce, and uh, that's all we're going to say about that. So uh, Chase Brown, always on my first team, uh, no matter what, even though going to be leaving us after this year, man. Only a junior. You went through senior day festivities. I was there at Purdue. But I guess I, I can't blame him for uh, running for a big payday. And uh, his uh, ceiling won't be any higher uh, than it is uh, right now uh, for sure. All right, so uh, let's take a look at other uh, stuff from SportsCenter uh, that I uh, didn't get to here. As, um, well, Baseball Classic, that's like uh, 100 day. I, I mentioned I see Wainwright, the story about him. That's like less than 100 days. Uh, that the World Baseball Classic is going to be uh, underway. And I didn't mention a lot of it because I, I feel it's kind of like the, the Pro Bowl a little bit in a way as there's been some big names announced. Mike Trout says he's all in. Uh, of course, Arenado and Goldschmidt say that they were all in and a couple other significant players uh, for the United States team. Didn't mention a lot for because we're still so far away that maybe they could pull out or maybe an injury happens in training or the offseason or whatnot and they just choose not to participate in that but it would be very cool if they if they did but uh, still a long ways away but kind of cool that uh, Wainwright is going to be uh, doing that um let's see here the Dolphins Chargers game is flexed to a Sunday night of football the NFL making another change to its primetime schedule the league has flexed the Week 14 matchup between the Miami Dolphins and L.A. Chargers to Sunday Night Football. The December 11th game replaces the Kansas City Chiefs and Denver Broncos game. Thank goodness we don't have to see Russell Wilson and the Broncos in another primetime matchup. And it will now be played at 4.05 Eastern time slot. The World Cup, yes, USA all the way. They made it at least to the round of a 16, the knockout uh, stage. So that's a, a great news for uh, the world of uh, soccer. U.S. beat Iran 1-2-0 in their final group game in Qatar or Qatar. The only game was the only goal was scored by Christian Polisak. That's right, and he paid the price as well with an injury uh, on the play. U.S. Uh, soccer announced that the star winger has a pelvic contusion. 
That's one way to describe the injury for sure. Currently listed at a day-to-day, even though I don't know if that picture was real or fake on social media of him celebrating uh, after the win by the USA. Uh, he said there's nothing's going to stop him from playing on Saturday. And, heck, he almost came into the game and pulled uh, Willis Reed and uh, came into the game, but uh, didn't end up doing that, ended up going to the uh, – I think a local medical facility or at least uh, to the locker room and uh, never returned back to the pitch. But uh, next up for the USA is the Dutch Netherlands on a Saturday. And that's bright and early in the morning, folks, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, start your morning there with uh, start your Saturday with a little college football. Watch the Pac-12 championship at night and then uh, get up and uh, watch some uh, USA soccer. In the round of 16, wouldn't it be cool if we, we got to, uh, what do they call it? Do they still call it the Elite Eight? But that would be cool if we advanced on. Um, Sean Watson, several of his accusers are reportedly going to be in attendance on a Sunday when he makes his return against his former team. The Cleveland Browns quarterback was reinstated Monday after serving an 11-game suspension for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy due to multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Uh, attorney uh, Tony uh, Busby said about 10 of the accusers are expected to attend the game as they thought it is, quote, important to make clear that they are still here and that they still matter. So we'll probably be shown a few times on a television. Hey, Trent Dilfer, Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer, better than Dan Marino quarterback Trent Dilfer, is going to be the next head football coach at UNAB. The University of Alabama at Birmingham is making a Trent Dilfer its next football coach. Multiple reports say UNIB is expected to hire Dilfer to take over the football program. Dilfer currently serves as a high school coach in Nashville. The 50-year-old has done some broadcasting since retiring from the NFL in 2008 with ESPN, of course. Dilfer spent 14 seasons in the league and winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens in 2001 and officially claiming the title better than Dan Marino with that Super Bowl ring. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin last night in the NHL made some history, and he uh, passed uh, the great one to do it. Ovi has now more road goals than any other player in NHL history. Capitals legend scored twice in uh, the Capitals' 5-1 win over the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. He now has 403 career goals away from home, passing Wayne Gretzky for most all-time. Mathena, Carlson, and uh, Farvey also uh, lit the lamp for the victory for Washington and other NHL news. Uh, stars uh, center Rope Heinz is uh, staying in uh, Dallas through the 2030-31 season. That's quite the extension. Uh, they're also one of the uh, stars of the show on uh, the Iron Curtain fantasy team, which is my fantasy team, which is currently in second to last place in my league. But that is all to be said about that. Uh, Heinz signed an eight-year contract extension worth $67.6 million, and the deal has an average annual value of $8.45 million. The 26-year-old from Finland is in his fifth season after being a second-round pick of the Stars in 2015. Heinz has scored 88 goals and totaled 194 points in his career, and he's uh, staying in Dallas there. So uh, that will do it for Sports Center for the day. As uh, there goes uh, the papers and they go flying.
Let's take a look at uh, some uh, news and uh, notes from uh, the NBA happenings. What happened over there last night, this evening? Let's see, uh, what do we have here? We have the uh, Knicks all over the Pistons, 142-0-110. Saw some highlights of Luka last night, 116-2-0-1-13. Luka with 41 points, just a casual triple-double there. We think that it's awesome that Coleman Hawkins had a triple-double. as nothing on Luka, 41 points, 12 boards, 12 assists as well. And the Clippers, 118-2-0-1-12 over the Blazers. Coming up tonight, what's the uh, national games? None. Really? Not on national television on Wednesday? I guess it is the NHL night, I guess. Uh, any intriguing matchups out here? 76ers, Cavs. Is that really intriguing? I don't think so. Celtics against the Heat. Uh, Wizards against the Nets. Knicks, Bucks. Giannis at MSG. Um, let's see, uh, Bulls in action, like I said earlier in Sports Center against the Suns tonight. Clippers, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz kind of come down to earth after that uh, great start uh, that they were on. Blazers against the uh, Lakers uh, tonight as well. Who's leading the uh, standings? Uh, I'm not up on the NBA too much. I know the Celtics and the Bucks were doing great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pacers right there, number four, currently in the Eastern Conference early on in the season. Currently, if the season ended today, uh, the Bulls would be on the outside looking in uh, the playoff race. Uh, so is the Heat as well. Western Conference Sun and Nuggets. I knew the Pelicans were doing well. They're third place currently right now and I knew the Kings were doing well as well. Sixth place right now if the season ended today. Uh, Jazz, they took a huge step back but despite the Warriors' recent struggles, they're still in. They're 9-1 at home. 2-10 and 10 on the road are Golden State. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, currently, uh, right now, uh, uh, Lakers, six and a half. Timberwolves are uh, just missing out there on uh, the uh, playoff race. Uh, they're Rockets and uh, Pistons and Magic. They are in the cellars of uh, both conferences. What's happening in the uh, NHL uh, last night? Besides Ovi passing uh, Wayne Gretzky, the Bruins, uh, they be the Lightning, three to one. Boston, man. Doing so good. 19 and a 3. Uh, just killing it this year on the ice. Uh, Sharks shut out the Canadians 4 to nothing. Hurricanes over the Penguins 3 to 2 in OT. Uh, Carolina's kind of been uh, stumbling. Well, I would say stumbling out of the gates, but they're 12, 6, and 5 on the year. Man, that's a lot of in that uh, overtime column there. Uh, Flyers over the Islanders, 3-1. to one. Uh, Predators over the uh, Ducks in OT. Uh, Preds, 10-9-2 this season. Uh, the Jets all over the Avalanche, 5 to nothing last night. Hellebrook with a, a shutout in Winnipeg of the Avalanche. Ouch. Not a very good season so far for the defending Stanley Cup champions, 12-7-1. This year, the Flames uh, six to two over the uh, Panthers, matching up uh, there. I think that was uh, Huberdeau's 
uh, former team. Uh, the uh, Kraken, Eric's Kraken. Look at this. My goodness, I didn't realize that this was so high scoring. The final here in the Kraken and Kings, nine to eight in overtime. What? Five goals by the Kraken in the second period. It was three to three after the first period. That's an entire game for most teams. My goodness. How many goals did these people uh, make? Uh, Peterson for the Kings uh, let up four goals. Quick let up five goals. I think Quick was probably the uh, starter uh, there, depending on the night. Wow. I say a lot. And uh, Jones let up all uh, eight goals for uh, Seattle. Wow. So what a high-scoring affair. Definitely the over uh, hit with that. My goodness, 9-8. That is just an insane uh, hockey game. 17 goals in that one. That's crazy. Uh, National Night, you got the Sabres and the Red Wings. The so Red Wings are actually doing uh, really good uh, this year. Rangers and uh, Senators, uh, Sharks, Maple Leafs, and uh, mentioned that the Blackhawks are hosting Edmonton uh, tonight, and uh, that's going to be the second game of the doubleheader on uh, TNT uh, tonight. So an opportunity there in Chicago to see uh, Connor McJesus there. So be looking out for that one in uh, Chicago. Let's see, anything else uh, over here on uh, SportsCenter or on ESPN uh, headlines? Uh, Saudi team apparently wants to offer Cristiano Ronaldo $360 million to uh, sign with them. Hey, I saw that uh, Messi possibly could be coming into MLS, but the reports that he could be signing with Inter-Miami, but maybe it's not happening uh, now, but it's going to be a big, huge contract. Uh, so maybe that could be cool for some... Uh, USA uh, Soccer uh, there and uh, uh, Live announces three more venues to the uh, 2023 uh, schedule. They had uh, international dates, Mexico, Singapore, and uh, Spain going to be uh, there. They'll be in uh, see, Mexico in February, in Singapore in April, and in Spain June 30th to uh, July 2nd there. So there you go. They uh, previously announced they would play in Australia uh, there. So maybe they're getting shut out in some of the uh, tournaments in uh, the USA. So uh, they're going to go international uh, dates with uh, Live uh, Golf uh, there. And uh, they're also expected to return to London as well. And uh, that's about the biggest peep that I've heard about uh, live uh, golf in quite a while, besides uh, Rory making uh, some uh, comments. But uh, other than that, so there you go. Three more dates internationally for uh, live. And uh, police like said he'll be ready to uh, face uh, the Netherlands on uh, Saturday. So that's a very good deal for Captain America, who's not actually the captain of America. Uh, apparently, he's not the captain of the uh, soccer uh, team, but his nickname is Captain uh, America. So I don't know, really know how that all works, but uh, hey, uh, I don't understand a lot about soccer. But we will be watching on Saturday, so that will be uh, should be fun uh, there. And I did watch a lot of the uh, match with uh, Iran 
uh, the other day. So that was uh, kind of cool to uh, take a look at that. It was uh, for a casual soccer fan. It was a pretty exciting game. Uh, one nothing, of course, with uh, everything uh, on the line. If uh, the USA didn't win that, they would have been uh, knocked out in the uh, group stage. So that would have been a disappointing uh, effort. Probably escaped any goodwill that uh, the casual fans uh, had. I, I saw someone on uh, Line Eye Twitter that kind of compared uh, the uh, game uh, the other day, uh, the England game to the Michigan State game and the Iran game uh, to Purdue. But uh, this time it worked out for uh, USA. And uh, so if they can uh, beat the Dutch on Saturday, hey, you want to talk about the casual fans really hopping on the bandwagon. We're really going to be on the bandwagon if they uh, beat the Dutch on uh, Saturday. So uh, that'll be uh, fun and interesting to see. And maybe it'll hit the top three of uh, the sports weekend. But we got a while before the uh, sports weekend. All right. So I think I'm just uh, rambling here at the uh, very end. So uh, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks uh, for uh, downloading here as I didn't have any uh, fancy uh, imaging uh, pulled up but uh, in honor of uh, Chase Brown this is the song that I'm going to choose to uh, play me out with here. So I will uh, get out of here and uh, hopefully Eric will be uh, back with me uh, tomorrow and uh, so uh, we'll talk to you then thanks for listening, uh, thanks for downloading and uh, we will talk to you again next month have a great rest of your month everyone peace out peace out